A hare grazes in a clearing surrounded by the forest edge. An uneasy feeling comes over him, like he's being watched. He makes for the tree line, seeking safety among the shrubs, but it does him no good. Like a ghost, a predator glides through the woods, seemingly unobstructed by the leaves and branches in its flight path. An almost supernatural speed carries the raptor's talons to their furry target. The goshawk is a born fighter pilot, and it's as at home in the wild blue yonder as it is in the thick forest. But the combination of versatility and velocity may be the edge this bird needs in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal info. I'm Joe. And I am Carlos. And today we're talking about the ghost of the forest, but more on that later. Yes, very ghost-like. The, this, the name of this one, I can't, I can't pronounce it correctly without <laughs> thinking about it for a second. So what we're talking about is the Northern Goshawk. The Gashok. But it looks like Gashok, <laughs> which is uh, Static Gashok. <laughs> there, that's my first nickname. We'll throw that in there. <laughs> Gashok Shank Redemption. That's all I got. But uh, we're going to call it here the Ravenous Raptor, the Terrible Territorial Talon Tickler. <laughs> he tickles talons? Yes. And then the, uh, or he tickles with his talons. And uh, Gashok. G- Goshawk Eye. There we go. I almost said it wrong. <laughs> goshawk Eye. But yeah, we are. So if it's a goshawk, probably kind of have something in your mind what we're talking about. But let me taxonomize it for you so that you are still just as confused. The kingdom you know, love, and are in, that kingdom is Animalia. The phylum is Chordata. The class is Aves. It's a bird. Hooray, hawk. The uh, order is Accipitriformes, which we've been here before because that is birds of prey. The family is Accipitridae. The genus is Accipiter. I'm seeing a trend here. Um, and the species is Gentilis. So it's Accipiter Gentilis, which is misleading. I would not call this bird gentile. <laughs> But if I saw a group of the birds, I would definitely call it by its collective noun. So that means it's time for my favorite part of the show, critter groups. The part of the show where I ask you, Joe, a question, and that question is the same every time. What is the collective noun for this animal? What is the uh, term of venery? Or what is the name of the group of this animal? Wow, I mixed that up, but I got all three. So, and there, there is one for goshawks in particular. I thought I was going to have to go, like, uh, birds of prey or, or hawks. But nope, there's one for specifically for goshawks. So, if you saw a group of goshawks, would you uh, say that's A, a glare of goshawks, B, a harassment of goshawks, C, a spit of goshawks, or D, a catch of goshawks? This is real. I have to stop every time to, <laughs> to try to... <laughs> orient myself to be able to say the name of the animal harassment final answer incorrect ah the answer is glare 
So it's actually appropriate. You, you, you never expect the appropriate one. Nope, you can't. It's the honest ones you want to look out for. Because you <laughs> never know when they're going to do something completely stupid. <laughs> Alright, yeah, it's a glare of goshawks. Let's talk about what these guys look like. So, to the layman, which is definitely me, uh, or at least until I looked up several pictures of goshawks, uh, they look just like your typical hawk. You know, the typical small-ish bird of prey, not quite eagle. Uh, they have shorter, broader wings than most hawks. Uh, they have long tails, and this helps them maneuver through the trees in the forest that they live in. Uh, they have thick, strong, yellow claws with black talons, and their eyes are orange. And they have uh, short, hooked beaks that are yellow with black tips. Um, and an adult's feathers are a mixture of light and dark grays, with the darker grays being on their the tops of their head, the crown, the cheeks, the wing, the tips of the wings, um, and kind of in bars along the tail. And the throat, shoulders, and underside are much lighter, if not even white. Um, and this is kind of the counter shading we've mentioned many times with many different animals, especially predators. Um, so that they are harder to detect when you're looking up and harder to detect when you're looking down. Uh, but that's just the adults. The juveniles are a mottled brown, uh, and they look a lot like your average hawk. So an adult, you can tell it's not a hawk because it's gray. Most hawks aren't gray. Uh, but juveniles are brown, and so that looks like a red-shouldered hawk or a, a cooper's hawk. Cooper's hawk. That, that was what I was... Of. As they age, they they actually grow paler once uh, into adulthood. So uh, older hawks are even their their darker shades are get lighter. So I guess cool. that's the only thing left to talk about in terms of the description. There's one other thing. I think we're thinking the same thing. Oh no! Well, that brings us to the beloved measure up segment. That's right. We're going with beloved now. The official listener's <laughs> favorite part of the show. The part of the show that's introduced by you when you send an audio of yourself saying, singing, or chittering the words measure up into ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. We do have a new measure up intro this week from Nora. Nice. Without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. Critic groups! Now wait just a second. <laughs> What is this uprising? Uh, she said, I must show my support for the, my favorite segment in this age of political turmoil. Viva la revolution. Abbas less measures. I now am that's so vindicated. <laughs> I, I'm Abbas le, um, how do you How would you pronounce that? It, about, like uh, down with measurements? Down with measure? Uh, to I, down the measures? Uh, it sounds like French. It is French. I don't speak French. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Although I have studied it a little bit, I don't know how to say down with things. A B A S A space B A S. A ba. It'd just yeah. be a ba. There's no. You could do, I do know that you don't pronounce the the last that last uh, consonant. So yeah, I agree. A ba with measure up. <laughs> 
<laughs> nice. Thank you, Nora. Much to the chagrin of the um, the proletariat, we're going to do measure up. The pro- uh, you you you're you're the bourgeoisie. <laughs> <laughs> Who's in this in this dynamic? I've uh, critter groups lovers are definitely the. Uh, I'm the incumbent. The uh, the under the uh, the um, oppressed. It means you're still president. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I'm the. Inc- this is the incumbent group. Yes, the incumbent segment. That is the bourgeoisie. You're the, you're the one who's in power when uh, clearly it belongs to the working, uh, the working man and woman. <laughs> uh, Work, all right. Working woman is not the right, not the right term I was going for. <laughs> <laughs> working person. Working working person. There we go. So, f- let's talk about female wingspan. Thank you, Nora. By the way, yes, thank you very despite, much. Despite uh, despite the uh, the horrible betrayal, uh, it is always nice to have some sort of interaction from the people that listen. So, especially the best uh, interactions. <laughs> Females are larger and have a wingspan of 108 to 127 centimeters, or 43 to 50 inches. Um, how many wingspans go into the range of the? Sikorsky UH-60 Blackhawk helicopter. Uh, okay. Is this the one from the movie? Blackhawk Down? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I've never seen Blackhawk Down. Oh, it's really good. You should check it out. It's got, like, Michael Fassbender and Hugh McGregor in it. And Orlando Bloom's in it, too. I like a Fassbender. Yeah. I'm assuming you have some sort of I hint. Oh, you would, you, you'd like a hint. Okay. <laughs> uh, a helicopter's range is how far it can fly. Helicopters can fly between... 2.5 to 8 hours before needing to refuel. 8 and a half hours. Eight, 2.5 to 8 hours. And we're talking we're probably going with the maximum. Yeah, I just what I looked when I saw oh the upper end of average for the wingspan 50 inches. And the yeah, I guess what whatever the if you looked up Black Hawk helicopter range, what it would say. So it's probably the the average not pushing it to its limits not crashing at its destination does (laughs) does that include you should watch black hawk down um there i spoiler alert there's a black hawk that goes down um (laughs) the uh is it the the comfortable range including the point of no return and like would it be able is it its range including its ability to return to its starting point like it's a radius of effect no, no. Or I think it's it how far health? it can go before it has to refuel. Okay. In that case, I'm going to go with 1,500 miles. Eight hours is a long time. I know they don't go anywhere fast as fast as like, I don't know if this particular... Helicopters in general are 2.5 to 8 hours in the air. I feel like this one would be better than the average helicopter. Probably better than the average, but maybe not the best ever. I don't, I'm trying to think of how fast they would move. It could probably move like a couple hundred miles an hour. And, you know, eight hours. They move exactly a couple hundred miles an hour. Yeah, so I'm going to go with 1,500 miles. Um, 1 million, 900. 1.9 million Goss Hawk wingspans go into final the, answer? The, the range. Yes, final answer. The correct answer is 458,726 Goss Hawks. That, that doesn't make any sense. The helicopter has a range of around 362 miles. That's pathetic. 
Helicopters or that's five. Do my tax dollars go to our defense fund? <laughs> kilometers. They're not designed to go the distance. They should be, right? They're designed to hover. They're designed to like transport people across like difficult terrain and shoot missiles. And they're designed to get into places that other vehicles can't. If you if you want to if you want to go the distance, get in a plane. I know, but you got to. Because if a plane runs out of fuel, you can glide to the ground. If a helicopter runs out of fuel, you're gonna die. But you gotta. Um, you you've got to medevac people from like really far away and stuff, right? I've no, seen. No, usually get. Usually get them from like like I don't know like nearby. I don't know. I, I feel like it would be really useful to be able to go 1,500 miles, but it's, clearly it's the U.S. Really military doesn't town. agree with me. <laughs> They're also just... They never do. They've, they've ignored all of my emails. <laughs> um, but I'm going to send another one. This one's going to have lots of frowny faces. Anyway... Also, that sounds like their range with the ability to... But 200 to miles per hour, if you went... Uh... Wait, so they they can go 200 miles an hour, which means they can only fly for about an hour and a half before they run out of fuel. What do you... Oh, I guess, maybe. I'm thinking that's their their range before they that before they hit the point of no return. So if you had if you had a helicopter pad with a a Blackhawk on it, the the radius of the circle you could draw around it of its range would be 300 and whatever you said miles where the reality is it could go more like 700 miles if you just flew straight until you ran out of fuel kind of thing perhaps anyway (laughs) goodness okay i thought it was right on the money with that one too 200 miles an hour for eight hours that's 1600 miles that's right where i where i landed uh i should have given you less information i think i I think i ruined you with the information that i had i i wouldn't i wouldn't know um let's talk about female weight females can be as much as twice the weight of males at 1150 grams or 200 or 2.5 pounds how many goshawks go into the a cubic meter of osmium Osmium, yeah. How does that tie into the it doesn't shock? It doesn't. It there's just whenever there there it's an animal that's from everywhere, and I can't take a moment to like look at the like some cool stuff about a particular country. I just go with something else. Uh, here's a hint: osmium is among the heaviest metals, and it's an has an atomic mass of. 190.23 little tiny u. Cub- what's that called? A cubic that's a, it's atomic weight, right? Yeah, what's the u stand for? Unified atomic mass units. I'll say it weighs a ton. Cuz I'm visualizing like a cubic meter and it's just a big it's like a big packing box. And if that weighed a ton, that would be a very dense material. Uh, maybe steel. If it was just Plain old steel might weigh a ton. So I'll go with two tons. <laughs> um, and this is 2.5 pounds. 
So I'm saying the answer is 1,600. I'm probably way off. This thing is probably like 10 tons or something like that. But 1,600 is my final answer. 1,600. The correct answer is 19,607 goshawks. Yep. That's the square a, meter of osmium is, it really 20, is 10 tons. 22,500 <laughs> And 90 kilograms, or 49,802 pounds. Oh, wait. No, it's not. It's not 10 tons. It's 20 tons. More than 20 tons. A, qu- a cubic meter of um, steel is 780... F- 7,850 7, kilograms. Yeah, stuff's a lot heavier than I thought. Can you imagine... like? Are you envisioning just like a like a large packing box and that weighing fifty thousand pounds? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just being immobile, just completely like like it weighs as much as a semi truck. <laughs> that is pretty crazy. Lead would be really heavy then too. I wonder. I wonder what a box of lead would be. I osmium's heavier than lead, right? Lead's just more uh, yeah. pop, more popular with the kids. <laughs> to, to eat <laughs> in paint they don't put osmium in paint because kids don't like it they don't like the, the refreshing taste of can you uh, unleash the power of the lead he can, can, can you see why kids love the taste of osmium toast <laughs> crunch <laughs> uh, that lifeguard didn't know what hit him 50,000 pounds of osmium is what hit him anyway alright that's all I got for that. You have any fast facts before we get into the major fact? I do. I want to touch on the diet, unless it's going to step on your toes. Um, no, just on like what they eat. So they eat um, like many birds of prey, in particular many raptors. Uh, they eat a wide variety of small birds and mammals. Um, but the goshawk eats all. Uh, they estimated it at about 500 different species of birds and mammals, uh, which is a pretty wide range. Uh, this, uh, and I didn't even mention where the, the the actual range of uh, the bird. You mentioned earlier that it was it was from everywhere, and and you're right. It kind of stretches this this band across the entire Earth, from uh, the band's latitude to be about from Alaska to Mexico. And then just take that and move it all the way across the world. So all the way into the entirety of Europe. Uh, Lower Scandinavia into Russia and the the Western Asia all the way to Japan. And then so it's it's the whole the whole kit and caboodle. It's not in South America, Greenland, uh, Australia or uh, Africa or South Asia or the Middle East but it's everywhere else and uh, that's why it's it's so well studied you can actually find a lot of information on this on the goshawk uh, there's l- another reason I don't know if you're going to talk about it why they why they're incredibly popular in falconry oh I did not know that is it because they're abnormally intelligent or just everywhere abundant Little column A, little column B, probably. Because they're not falcons. It's not just falcons. Can you imagine just... It's also goshawks. Can you imagine telling your friends that you're a falconer? 
That's that's awesome. I saw a a video of a woman like trying to bond with a goshawk for the first time, and she has it like on her hand, and she takes its hood off, and it freaks out for a while, and then it just sits there, and she's just like staying completely still. It's a very interesting video. Like she she's trying not to move at all, so it gets used to her presence. Interesting. We can delve into a, a whole thing about falconry, but like, do they send them out to go get something? Like, what is the what is the sport? Well, back in the day, it was hunting. You would hunt with a falcon. Oh, just it would just help you spot things. Well, you it would kill things like rabbits. Oh, well, that's no fun. Just go. Then you might as well just have a. All you have to do is train it to come back to you. But like in the in mid the Middle Ages, it was like very it was useful. Useful, yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's and not, now it's like it prevails as like a like like somebody who's like a blacksmith today or something like you know yeah this art form or kind of thing. It's not a. It's I thought it was like a hunting dog where it helps you hunt. It doesn't do the hunting for you. No, it's not really a sport animal. It's not really a sport. I I don't know if they would consider it a sport, but like it's. Its roots are in like let's we need food. Yeah, it'd be really nice to be able to train a bird to go get you food and not eat it itself. But um, so speaking of food, uh, the like I said, it mainly the goshawk mainly eats smaller birds and mammals. Uh, its main diet is birds, but it also a good portion of is squirrels and rabbits. So, um, but it will basically grab anything with feathers or fur on it. And surprisingly, it does not really eat fish or reptiles mm-hmm. or amphibians. I would think that that would be very easy prey for it. But uh, nope, it likes stuff that's fast and hard to catch um, because it's fast. Uh, so goshawks tend to make their nests as high as possible in old, tall, coniferous trees. I feel like I said that wrong, but I think I said it right. Um and they here's a sentence that I found in the, on the Wikipedia page. Uh, while the male is building, the female perches in the vicinity, occasionally screaming, sometimes <laughs> flying to inspect the nest. <laughs> <laughs> sounds normal. It's, yeah, it's, it sounds like they have a very healthy domestic relationship. <laughs> um, but they'll also they also can sometimes steal the nests of other birds like vultures Um, and they're so aggressive that they can fight off the other birds or sometimes eat the other birds Uh, the female lays about three to four eggs in a clutch and will defend the nest vigorously even attacking humans that pass by in some cases oof never killing them but sometimes uh, managing to draw blood because they do have like giant knives on their feet but they're not they're not scared of you um, and they're fast, and the uh, the male will go out per- periodically and uh, bring food back w- once the uh, eggs have hatched. And uh, it actually won't go to the nest; it'll bring food to a nearby branch, and the female will go over to the food and tear off pieces and feed those chunks to the kiddos. Uh, that's all I got. There's a lot more to it, 
uh, but for the purposes of this show, I don't want to go into it because, yes, apparently they are used for falconry, and that's why um, every single tidbit of information about these uh, these birds is is known, um, including like the the dimensions of their eggs, the possible dimensions of their eggs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we'll just leave it at the at the general info. Yeah, I didn't have much on their eyesight in particular, but they have extremely excellent eyesight. They got those orange eyes. Uh, so let's talk about the major fact. Uh, the goshawk is uh, built to utilize both cover and speed to hunt its prey. They like to hunt in forests and on the edges of clearings. They specifically prefer large patches of mature forest over younger forest for some reason. Probably because older forests have taller trees mm-hmm. and they can nest in and hunt in. So they hunt by switching between scanning from a perched position and short low flights that last around a minute and a half. But this perch style hunting may be abandoned for high soaring, like kind of like eagles do. In urban environments, huh? There was there was a guy that did. There was like a series of studies on like what's their preferred hunting method, and one guy's like, I saw them like eighty percent of the time soaring, in like looking for prey that way. But then he's like, but I live in Germany, and there's a lot of urban areas nearby, and it's way easier to see a bird hunting, you know, in the sky than it is like in the woods. So and so then they did other studies and found 90% of the time when they're not necessarily in an urban area they're doing this perch and and like brief flight the perch and swoop perch and swoop style of hunting. So they're among the fastest birds of prey when it comes to horizontal flight in pursuit of food reaching speeds of up to 38 miles per hour. Hmm. Cannot run that bird. No. But the peregrine falcon can outfly it. Well, the peregrine falcon reaches its like ninety miles per hour when in a when, downward when it's falling, flight. Yeah, but I don't know. It might still be faster. Um, but there are, but I saw that like in terms of horizontal flight, it's among the fastest. Um, they're often described as reckless and relentless when it comes to hunting. But how can they fly that fast in their preferred habitat, which is dense forests? Uh, goshawks have special adaptations that allow them to hunt in dense woods. They're able to deftly navigate dense vegetation. I wrote dance. Dance vegetation. vegetation. <laughs> they're, and they're even capable of flying just a few feet off the ground. At 40 miles an hour. Yeah. They use the trees to uh, and low flight to gain cover as they approach prey. Unlike their fellow forest hunters, the owls, who utilize slow, silent flying, the goshawks use cover and speed. And screaming the whole way. <laughs> just to just discombobulate. <laughs> uh, so they have a split-second reaction time that allows them to fly through a group of trees while finding a path through tiny spaces and gaps between the green Kind of like, um, kind of like George, Joseph Gordon-Levitt in Premium Rush. 
a reference everyone will understand. I'm yeah, I'm trying. I'm digging in my brain to even remember anything from that movie <laughs> outside of bikes. It was he was just like had a he never had he never put brakes on his bikes, and he had like the special ability to be able to like in a split second navigate a path through dangerous traffic. But <laughs> they can also fit in tight spaces by folding their wings like a torpedo. Ooh, nice. However, uh, they can do this without without losing altitude because of their unique tail feathers. And when you're flying like just a few feet off the ground, you can't lose at, altitude. Yeah, you can't lose altitude. Um, so they have especially long tail feathers that can splay out like a third pair of wings. When they tuck their wings in, they spread out their tail feathers to provide extra lift. When their shoulders are through, they spread their wings again and then bring their tail through. So what about longer tunnels? In some cases, they can fly through a tunnel with their feet out front. uh, And then when they get far enough in, they'll kick off the bottom and gain velocity and pull themselves through. See, if a goshawk had been uh, chasing Stuart Little in Stuart Little 2, he would have definitely been caught. (laughs) They also have a second translucent eyelid that they close when they fly in close to branches. Huh. The lids are thought to be used to protect their eyes like built-in aviation goggles. That's cool. And they can still see through it? Yeah, it's completely transparent. Translucent? Translucent is just light transparent and yet it's clear still protects them huh i would think it would be like a film that they could still get their eyes poked out by branches and stuff i'm sure if you took like a 30 40 mile per hour direct hit to the eyeball but if you just kind of get smacked by a leaf yeah maybe it's not that bad i'm i'm picturing this two and a half pound hawk thing flying you know, four feet off the ground to attack something. They could just kamikaze and kill people. Just like fly into their chest at 40 miles an hour. Well, the, like they, I saw some, somebody on Twitter posted that a puffin flies like super fast. They, and they weighs do not, the same as a, they, weighs about the same as a can of Coke. They do not look like they fly very fast. 55 miles per hour. What? At the horizontal speed, so I don't know. The goshawk they, takes that, they, second that place. That might be like the, little dives and like the, their flight style doesn't look like it's it's very straight line. I don't think diving should count. Like yeah, I can move up over a hundred miles an hour if I f- f- jump out of an airplane. Imagine getting hit with a pointy can of Coke at fifty-five miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Coke can is dead, but so are you. <laughs> yeah. But there's a video on YouTube of they put a GoPro on a goshawk flying through the woods, and it's crazy. Like you, you, you see it in the distance, like flying directly at a thicket, and then it finds like a a little opening to just shoot through. This is this is the Tarzan of birds. It is. I was thinking when I when I got to the part when he was like, he's flying through things, kicking off branches. Ooh, a potato. Like, ooh, a <laughs> Son of man. We're talking about the goshawk. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's all I got. <laughs> all right. And that's all I got. So that was the goshawk, the northern goshawk in particular, but that's the most common one. 
So for you out there in Podcastia, keep a sharp eye out, nest in high places, and torpedo your way through the trees like the goshawk here in life, death, and taxonomy. <laughs> that was bad. Hey, Taxonomy Titans, thanks for listening to the episode. Just a few quick things. As always, reviews and social media engagement are greatly appreciated, but recommending the podcast to friends is the best way to help us grow. If you'd like some LDT-flavored merch, check out teespring.com stores taxonomy tees. That's it. Thanks for listening all the way to the end. podcast. <laughs>